Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and where we must withdraw from Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. My name is David Stoker. And my name is Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. I must yeah, protest. Just, po- yeah. <laughs> just poking I, we're fun. Not withdrawing. Yeah, we're not withdrawing. I, I'm not ready. But we must. A few more we minutes. must withdraw. <laughs> we have 20 minutes left. We do. Too many minutes, um, damn you. <laughs> Sorry. So we are moving on to minute 56, which is action-packed. Um, this minute starts with Kirk saying, fire, and ends with a Uhura gasp at something off-screen. Yes. So, yes, this is the this is the yeehaw moment, right? If you saw this in the theater, this is when everybody cheers. This, is, this scene has... I think the moment that's I think most recognizable outside of like maybe like the Kirk shot from a couple of minutes ago and um uh where or or, or in the future the the where he's on the station and you the know the hero shot. The hero shot. Yeah. This one is I think the most where the Reliant comes over the top of the Enterprise. I think that oh. That always makes me think of this movie. I mean, obviously it does, but I think it's one of the most recognizable scenes of the, you know, and the crescendo of music when yeah. they use that in the trailer as well. I mean, just makes it fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Kirk just told Khan last minute, here it comes, and oh, man. Yep. He so gave we know, it to him. Yep. So the we know the shields dropped, and Khan panicked, and... Now we're, um, you know, he's looking at the, you know, the minute begins, you know, fraction of a second of him still looking at the control panel. And then it right to Kirk, slightly skewed off screen, you know, not in center, but a little off and fire. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then you get the, you know, you get the nice, the great shot of the, of the phaser shooting out of the enterprise and then just streaking over the top and starting to yes. lay some waste on top of the, uh, the Reliant, and I, I, I will kudos to the special effects guys. This is, you know, partly ILM that was doing this, um, but uh, I love, I love the they did it, they did it when the Enterprise got hit too. Is that you know the, the ship is still moving, and the phasers, it's really just you know the phasers are probably just firing into one spot, but the ship right. is moving, so the phasers just kind of you know raking along the back end. Um, yeah. Well, I think that also that's what lends to you know to Nicholas Meyer, you know, and and you know how great he he developed these scenes and you know with his team and how it harkens back to those you know old sailing vessels and their you know those those ships aren't stopping anytime soon so when the cannon fires it may not be where it's at you know yeah at the, at where when it leaves it'll probably hit you know 2 to 3 feet you know to the side depending upon how fast they're going by the ship right. so i i I agree. I think it's perfect how they've how they handled the space battle here. Yeah, it, uh, it you're, you're right. I think that's a 
it's it's unique in that way, right? Because he is simulating battleships or ships uh, ships on the sea, and um, yeah, and it just it, there's something about it, and that's that's what it is. It's not what you normally expect from a you know uh, outer space laser battle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we're used to and to you know talk about the other franchise, you know, Star Wars. You're usually seeing the ships outside of like the you know the the Imperial uh, Star Destroyers. I mean, you're talking about the little fast ships like the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters. I mean, we're used to things moving that fast. Yeah. And here we have these big, you know, giant vessels going toe-to-toe with each other. So it is like an old-time, you know, sailing vessel type battle. Right. So while we're praising Nicholas Meyer of his direction and choreography of these ships, uh, I do have to do you have to question the next shot? The of... mouth shot? <laughs> yeah, is that the geez. one you're talking about? Yeah, the mouth shot. The, the second fire, which is great. We love, I love Kirk saying fire. It's great. But, you know, this is like MTV music video scene here with the big, you know. Uh, uh, it's, it's too much. It's too much, too much mouth. So I, I really love this minute from the action to the. Uh, you know, to the conversation between uh, Khan and Joaquin to even the very end where Kirk gives his little his little speech. Yep. This instant is what brings it down. Is this? It down. Oh, is yeah, this, it takes away from it. Yeah, right? it takes away. So that silly little mouth shot just looks so dumb <laughs> and out of place. Yeah, it does. It's weird. It could, they could have just – couldn't they have just gone back and just kind of used – Almost the same same angle as the it first fire, and it yeah. would look great. You could yeah. have even had you could have even been looking at Sulu because we do see an instance of uh, you know Sulu pushing the button. You know, you see the phasers and the explosions, and you could have seen something else. You could have seen the front of the Enterprise again. Right. Maybe it was an editing decision. Maybe they just did this in editing that they you know they took the. Uh, uh, there's something weird going on in the background, and they had to zoom in on Kirk's mouth because they, you know, they just couldn't know. use what was ever behind him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. This another question I have to be. You mentioned Sulu, and we know Sulu locked phasers. Yeah. Um. What do you think he locked onto? Because, like, you know, in both of the, you know, the first shot, the first hit. Yeah. Is just kind of streaking down the back, right? Didn't didn't hit the bridge. Maybe it was. Do you think he was aiming for the bridge? Because it looks pretty close. I I don't I don't think so. I think he was definitely aiming for the back because wouldn't that be where like, um, you know, maybe life support is or, you know, close to the engineering, yep. area for this particular ship might be, and maybe well, he wants to cut take out their power and their ability to fight back. Right. Uh, yeah, one would think, uh, and and you know, I think we were going to learn in a in a few seconds what you know what they actually damaged right uh but it just but the you know just where the phasers hit it's kind of like oh that doesn't look super critical to me uh but again this is a different a different ship entirely right, right. It's yeah not the, not the enterprise with its the main body down low um and then the phasers hit that dome yep in the very back of the line yep which is fun right and uh yeah i just made an explosion noise <laughs> That was 11-year-old Chris. I just did that. Uh, 
so that dome explodes and then you know they do in classic star trek fashion they cut to the inside of the reliant bridge yep and the inside of the reliant bridge explodes and stuff starts falling from the ceiling and i don't know how many times you know watching this movie i'm like oh so that phaser blast must have just hit the bridge but it but i don't think it didn't it didn't it hit no no but yeah, I agree. I was thinking of that as I'm watching the minute over and over again. I'm like, how come all those cords and wires fell out? Yeah. After that blast. And and it could be that, you know, we're only seeing and maybe one does clip the top cuz it is pretty close shot to the top of the you know, even when you look at the first shot, they're close yes. to the bridge like you mentioned. So, it's entirely possible that, you know, one or two of the shots clip the side of the bridge and oh like that and that's why that's, we see the explosion I, i'm guessing i can't no, imagine good. That, the, that the compartment in the back of the ship is going to do that sort of damage on the bridge right no i think you're right i think it i think it's you're right one probably just skimmed off the top of the bridge roof right flanged away and uh that's what call yeah there you go i like it where's con going so the I'm all the craps yeah he's, he's sort of leaving his captain's chair and then that's when he gets dumped on from all the wires and we see random crewman number seven flying over the uh the banister due to the explosion yeah uh, and going back to just uh, you know a few seconds where i said maybe it clipped but uh, you know thinking back to when the enterprise gets hit and how they sort of all jump out of their seats. Now, nothing obviously comes out of the ceiling, but we do see smoke and we do see a little bit of fire. So, and they didn't necessarily hit the bridge either. So, could it be that the where they hit maybe had some sort of oh, I don't know, um, massive surge to the bridge? Surge, and that, yeah. And that's what you know blew up. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, was it former guest of the show Tom Taylor. Yes, <laughs> I think he said something similar when the uh, the photon torpedo hit the Enterprise. And right. It seemed like you know. Well, that anytime one... some anytime something in the ship gets hit, it seems to surge back up to the bridge and blow something right. up. <laughs> but I still uh, like the idea that maybe one of the shots clipped the top of the top of the the bridge. Yep. Do you think that's Ricardo there getting dumped on? Because it looks like he actually takes some uh, some cables and hoses to the head. I'm going to go with no. You think it says a stunt guy? Oh, stunt double. Stunt double, okay. Yeah, from behind, his chest doesn't look as massive, so you're probably right. Well, you can't really see him from behind. I'm just going like frame by frame. <laughs> oh, look out, Con. <laughs> Um, so I need to I need to pause here because you you mentioned the uh, the henchman that goes for that goes sailing. Yep. Um, also one of my favorite Star Trek stunts of all time, and and here's why. So he comes flying, you know, through the smoke and wreckage, right? Yep. Uh, and then goes off and then goes off screen, and yeah. then a half second later, <laughs> his, his shoes pop in frame. <laughs> I am the biggest fan. Of Pratt Falls, where somebody goes off screen and then her feet come back up. <laughs> and uh, if I, when I, when we post this uh, episode online, I may have to use a still, <laughs> this still for this minute. This guy's boots just pop it up in frame. <laughs> oh, so awesome. 
that is quite the fall. And I, I wonder if that, you know, I'm sure, you know, stuntmen, it's all choreographed, but I wonder if this was, uh, if, if that feet in frame was planned or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a nice touch. He went sailing. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching it now, aren't you? I am. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, moving on. So, uh, Khan is now, you know, uh, you notice everything's on an angle. Yes. So right? they're listing or, uh, I would like to believe that they're listing here. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And, uh, and we've got two henchmen, you know, Khan's yelling out fire, fire. Um, yep. Two henchmen are, uh, one runs right in front of the camera with a, uh, a fire extinguisher and the other one, the other woman's in the back using a fire extinguisher. So the, uh, we were kind of poking fun at those way in the beginning of the movie and here they are being used. Yep. So do you think that the henchmen took Khan's meaning of fire, fire, that there's a fire inside? <laughs> fire, uh, not until, fire. We're burning not until just <laughs> Not until just now, until you said it. I didn't think about that. So maybe he's crying out as fire. <laughs> well, we obviously know he's not because Joaquin comes in and says, we can't fire. Um, Why can't you? Know, you? <laughs> So they've damaged the photon controls and the warp drive with those two shots. Yep. So well done, Sulu. Yes, he does great. Damages the he photon control and the warp drive. And the warp drive, as we know, powers just about everything. Yep. That's true. Right. It's going to take so, a lot of stuff offline. Yep. So it's going to take a lot of stuff offline. So they're just sort of – they're going to float away. Uh, yes, they are. Um, but uh, I wanted to, to you know – this, you know, Joaquin is basically holding Khan back. Khan's like going to throw himself on the phaser controls, right? Yes. Shoot himself. That's clearly what he's intending to do. And uh, Joaquin again, you know, this guy is uh, the relationship between him and Khan. He's yelling at Khan and like, we must withdraw. He's telling him like the, the last thing that Khan wants to hear ever, yes. right, is we right, must yeah. withdraw. And uh, even when Khan like screams in his face, no, and he's like, must. Um, I just think it's it's their relationship. I know we've talked about it before. It's so tight. <laughs> you well, know, I don't know if we have we talked about it. Like, I mean, we may have at the beginning when we first meet them. Do we talk about who he is? Like, we. I know there have been things in written about who Joaquim is. Like, he's just another survivor. He's Khan's right-hand man. But through their interactions, I feel like there's more to him. In what way? So, yeah, I, I was... Whether, he's, me, I've his, whether he's his son or he's a brother or he's some... Obviously, he's an great, a great import to Khan, as we find out, you know, in future minutes. But... To be able to go toe-to-toe with Khan and to get in his face and say, you know, we must withdraw. And, you know, even though Khan's still, you know, no, he's still – he doesn't back down where I feel like the zombie crew would just, you know, they wouldn't even, um, you know, do that. Right, right. So I feel like there's so more, more to the relationship than just he's simply the right-hand man. Right. So you think – your one of your theories is it could be Khan's son. I, I, I mean, I don't think he was in, in the original uh, episode Space Seed. I 
I don't think he was obviously his son. I think he was the right-hand man. But I think the reimagining here of who he is, I totally buy that he is his son. Interesting. And I totally buy that he could potentially be younger brother or, or something, some other relation. You know, I like that you, not to take us off course here, but I, I like how you, you just described it as a reimagining. Um, cause it, you know, I know we struggled in the early minutes with, you know, who the hell are all these young yeah. people in this film? And, uh, I think we speculated this, that, and the other thing, but I don't think we ever really landed on this is just a reimagining of I, Han's I th- crew. I think that's always been my opinion. And maybe we didn't, maybe we never got that far with our discussions, but I, yeah. I just feel like the way the crew was set up in the original show versus now, I, I, I just, I feel it has to be some, they're not the same. They were similar ages on the show and here there's clearly an age difference. Right. And I feel like they, you know, we'll, they did something reimagine, rearchitect, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I wonder why. So, and I think we, I don't think we really talked about why, like obviously someone made a decision that's to make the crew different, right? right. To make them younger. Um, I wonder why that was. I wonder if it's because of, you know, what happens later and, you know, maybe they need to, uh, clearly the relation the relationship between Khan and Joaquim is important and there's more to it than just it's another underling um, and maybe they you know, wanted to make him younger and thus all the rest of the crew younger just to kind of reinforce that relationship and you know take us to take us in the direction where you and I are at right now like you know is this a father figure is it literally his father is you know um, I wonder if that was all tied together or if we're just overthinking it it, hey, that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> so um, we can continue to speculate. We'll have more yes. time. Oh, definitely. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna, we're going to ask the listeners, too, what do you guys think? What is the deal? What's the deal between Joaquim and Khan? And what do people think about the, uh, the reimagined henchman? Right. Yes. So let's get to the shot, right? The one you just... The one you just mentioned at the beginning of the minute, the the the, the reliant like skimming over the top yes. of the Enterprise and missing it by inches, it seems like. Uh, and I, I th- love this shot. I, I, I do too. And I think you know I loved it before, and watching it minute by minute, I can appreciate it more now because I never really noticed that. Um, you know, we talked about in pre- previous minutes how the Reliant was sort of circling and then it's coming back around. Like, I don't think I ever really examined it for what it, w- it was and h- the trajectory that that circle took them, obviously, on a collision course. And this is them sort of flying right over the top of them. Yep. And I, and I, I appreciate that shot more now, knowing, doing this, more, knowing more about it. Right. Now that we know kind of, yeah, like you said, the trajectory and the, yeah. the choreography, I guess, of how the ships are, are yes. maneuvering. Or it seems to me the Reliant is the one that's been doing all the maneuvering. The, yes. I think we've said the Enterprise is just kind of drifting on its own momentum right now. Right, yeah. Um, and it is coming up on the left, the right-hand side of the Enterprise. So uh, when the attack started, uh, the Reliant, you know, shot up the left-hand side. Yep. Um, so, you know, Khan's, you know, coming around for the kill. Um Maybe his, his intention was to, you know, open up the other side, other side of the ship. Probably, yeah. That's what my guess yeah. is. Um, 
this is one of those things too. You know, we've we've talked about it a couple of times of um, you know science fiction today, and even you know, obviously we just watched Star Trek Beyond uh, not too long ago. Um, but you know, special effects today, you see this kind of thing all the time, and 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 I know I've said this already a couple of times in the podcast, but uh, this right here, having these ships come so close together, yeah. Um, was completely unnerving uh and like oh my god hey, look how close it's so it's so dramatic and um you know uh, you know if it happened today if we were lo- watching a movie today that you know i'm sure one of the nacelles would have dragged across the top of the saucer oh, they yeah you know, use that opportunity to just you know have more carnage but uh, i think the near miss you know the complete near miss is just a little more dramatic and and knowing that it's a yeah, we know they're models, right? We know these are physical things, and if they, right, you know, yeah. if they had, if they had collided, it would have been uh, probably hard to do, and probably looked not as good, uh, not as real. But so having this near miss is just brilliant. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and I don't know how many shots. This is, we should have counted how many shots we have of the of the Reliant going over us. You know, this is another one where you're just like, whoa. You know, it's. It's at an angle. We've talked about the angle a million times, but and it's over ahead, and I find myself ducking every time I see this shot. Um, oh yeah. So and the music, you know, heightens mm-hmm. that moment as well when it, you know, the crescendo of the, you know, the music and um, and we we've obviously both loved the music and the you know cons theme and you know Enterprise Hope and all the other ones that I've wrongly named and um, but. <clears throat> Do you want to know that? Do you, I, I think I, I joked about this when yeah. you, you named this one Enterprise Hope. Yeah, you know what it's actually me, called? Let me know. It's called it's called uh, Kirk's Explosive Reply. Oh, that's not that's not bad. It's I, I still like Enterprise Hope better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, ship passes overhead, um, and Joachim is uh, calming Kirk down. Uh, calming Kirk down. Calming Khan down. <laughs> Um, by telling him the Enterprise will wait. She's not going anywhere. So, yeah, they're assuming that they've done enough damage that the Enterprise is just going to stay there. They did their job. They, yeah, they, I, I I feel confident in what Wakim is saying based right. on what we've seen already. Um, and I just noticed in the shot that uh, Khan's got a pretty bad injury on his chest. Oh, does he? It's like a big giant scrape and burn. Oh, he does. Yes, he does indeed. Probably from all those falling wires. Yeah, that'll teach him to wear his uh, vest open like that. Seriously, prancing around like that. Uh, and then the the shot, the uh, the shot of the Reliant, uh, it's drifting away. Would you say it's drifting at that point? Or, you know, or is it moving? You know, on its own power. Um, I'm I. I know the war power obviously isn't working, but they may have like limited impulse power, maybe. But I, I feel like that comes from the warp engines as well. Mm. They, I mean, depends on how fast they were going. But and we've talked about like size and distance and space, and you know what their speed was. And obviously, these things don't stop on a dime. Like, you know, they're yeah, they're they're in motion, just like a real ship is, and. You know, obviously they have thrusters, I'm sure, that can help stop them, but I think all that's damaged. So I feel like they're just sort of floating away. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like it's a, I, th- I feel like it's a float. Um, 
and uh yeah again it, it, this was the shot this is the shot very similar shot when uh in the beginning of the battle that i was like oh thank god we we see the we see the uh the reliant moving away from us and but then they threw the torpedo right yeah <laughs> so this is the shot i this is the shot i was hoping for which is the reliant is just moving away and off into the distance yeah. um, and i and i i will say one thing about the music i was listening to to it as uh uh, as it drifts away, the music starts to fade away, and then I I could have sworn I, I could be totally imagining this that it uh, the very last few notes sound sound a little bit like the Jaws theme just kind of sped up a bit. I could be imagining it. I think all the all the talk we've had of about the Reliant being a shark um, is probably influencing me to some, but probably. But I agree. So who says, sir, you did it? Uh, I think it's Sulu. You think it's Sulu? Yeah. I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. I mean it's off you know, we see the the group and I think it's I think it's Sulu who says, um, you know, I'm looking at it now, and I think it's him who exclaims, Sir, you did it. Yeah, and his turnaround look yeah, he's not looking at he's not looking up yeah, on the bridge at the cadets. He's looking down at Sulu, you're yeah. right. I did nothing. Except Caught with my bridges, my bridges down. down. I'm assuming that's an Iowan saying from from the home state of Iowa. I, maybe it's the Britches State. The Britches State. I think we have our episode title. Um, and we've debated offline a bunch um, about the next line. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this? it's it, first, I did. I'm going to say I don't think I ever noticed this line. Um, so I'm going to call that out first and say, I don't, I don't remember hearing this upon the many times I've viewed this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but he says something along the lines of either I must be going senile or I must be senile. I'm getting senile. Like we have had discussion about what he says. Yeah. It's getting senile. I think he says I must be going senile or I'm going senile. I think it's getting senile. I think you're wrong. I think you're I don't think you're listening. I don't think you're listening to me. I said I th- getting. I think there is a failure to communicate here. <laughs> uh, well again we've uh, this this would be uh, I, I would must be going senile. Dave, you must be No, I would chalk it up to uh, this is at least a third instance of we can't understand what they're saying yes. because they're not enunciating properly. <laughs> and I think someone – we also had this discussion about the – you know, not to bring up previous minutes and drag this minute on anymore. But we talked about how um, I guess when Mr. Scott is first calling up from the attack and uh, Ahura, it sounds like says Mr. Scott on screen, mm-hmm. but – one of our listeners, and I'm not sure, I don't remember who, who posted it, um, said that Mr. Scott discreet. On discreet. On discreet. So meaning that, you know, like one mic. So. Yeah, that was after Kirk had yelled, turn off all those damn channels. Yep. And then whoever said Mr. Scott on discreet. Uh, and that was listener Keith. Like, yeah, I'll withhold his name for his privacy. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. They need to enunciate. <laughs> right. So we don't it's have movie to have enunciate. 
uh, so he's getting senile. And then um, uh, I think uh, he pulls out a, a classic Shatner. Yeah. Um, he kind of he kind of does the does that that point. <laughs> Raising of, point. raising of the eyebrows and the point. Yeah, raising yes. the eyebrows. Mr. Savick, you go right on quoting regulations. Um, and is her, I can't tell what her reaction is like if she's uh, embarrassed or proud or. I was, I was going to say embarrassed. Like in my yeah. notes, I have, is she embarrassed? Yeah, I, I, that's what I had too. Um, and I think it was. We joked about it before when she originally started to quote the regulation and got cut off, and she kind of turned her head around like, "Okay, you know, don't say I didn't warn you." Right. And uh, you know, so it's, it would almost be weird that she's embarrassed now. It would be funny if you know she said, "Well, yeah, you're right." <laughs> I feel like she's yeah. So that's why I think like my note says, "Is she embarrassed?" But as I watch the minute again, you know, watching the scene, she looks down. Is she feeling? I don't want to say remorse and not guilt, but it's like when you could have prevented something, but you yeah. didn't. Yep. I almost get that yeah, feeling so like she knows that if she had continued to maybe defy Spock and maybe actually did quote the whole general order, that maybe this wouldn't have happened. Right. So now we have two failures of half Vulcans. Yes. We have Scott. We have Spock. Uh, not scanning the Reliance soon enough. Yep. And we have Savick not pressing uh, the Admiral to put the shields up sooner. Yep. Or what we assumed was putting the shields up sooner. So this is like, I don't blame Kirk here. It wasn't Kirk's britches who were down. It was these two half Vulcans. I, I agree. Yeah. So Logic I never thought dictates. about it before. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kirk, uh, let's see how badly we've been hurt. We hear the turbo lift doors open and we get oh. a gasp out of Uhura. She saw something pretty bad. Yep. So we're going to see something pretty bad next minute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, boom. Good place to end. Nice uh, nice little uh, cliffhanger, as it were. Do you have anything else for this minute, sir? I do not. All right. This was this one almost made my favorite minute because of the fire. Um you know, Kirk saying fire at the beginning. Um, but I realized it's really, it's really more of an extension of the, of the prior minute that just, that made it so good. Yeah, this is a, I think I said at the beginning, this is a pretty good minute, but there are a couple of kooky things that happen that I think make it a little, not as great as I think it could be. I mean, there's definitely moments in here, the, the Reliant coming over, uh, the fire, um, even the argument between Joaquim and Khan is, is, is great theater, but I think that there are, yeah, a couple of goofy things in here that were sort of, eh. yeah, took away. Yes. Yeah. The kooky minute. The kooky minute. <laughs> All right. Well then, uh, let's wrap it up and, uh, invite folks. If you want to find us online, uh, we're out there on the Twitter at WOK minute. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on the, at the Rathacon Minute Listener Federation on Facebook. You can send us an old-fashioned email at podcast at rathaconminute.com. And uh, you can always uh, go out to iTunes and uh, drop us a rating and um, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you of what we're doing uh, well and what we could be doing better. Um, and uh, we'll be back here again on Friday with Minute 57 of Star Trek Two here at the Rathacon Minute. 
Fire. 